You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. I am happy to say that 2020 is almost over. <laughs> I'm Kathy Fetke and welcome to The Real Wealth Show. And boy, this year has been really challenging for a lot of people, especially if you own a restaurant or a small business that requires people to come in. Uh, you've been forced to shut down and maybe not given a stimulus check to cover those costs. And, you know, due to your best efforts, things are challenging. And of course, there's a lot of fear. There's people who have seemed pretty calm until 2020 and suddenly they're having night sweats and they're feeling intense anxiety. So, uh, and even some of the nicest people turn into some of the meanest people this year, especially on Facebook. So, you know, how do we deal with all this? Well, who better to bring on the show today than my own husband and co-CEO, Rich Fetke. Rich, welcome. Hello, hello. Good to be in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, amazing. Um, so you have been my, my rock, really, since I've known you. But certainly this year, uh, starting from in March, when I would break down into tears if anybody even walked into our safe zone. <laughs> you know, if they, if they peeked their head into the door, I would freak out. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember you held me and said, honey, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. You just said, I just know. And, and all the, the, the things that people would send me on Facebook and these videos that would be so terrifying. And I would, I would show it to you and you would just, you know, stay positive. You stayed <laughs> positive uh, through, you know, through most of this year. And in some ways we've had one of the best years of our lives, really. So how have you been able to, to stay so calm and grounded in the midst of 2020? Except when I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, I think it's, it's intention really. I think gratitude is very powerful. And just like you said, today, now more, now more than ever, it's like there's fear and there's anger and there's worry. And so going into Thanksgiving with this and the holidays, it's like, it just, it, it creates this added stress. And I just found, and, and I've kind of been obsessed with studying gratitude uh, along with personal and professional development over the last 35 years that in gratitude's been a big part of that and really learning all the benefits of gratitude and what it does. And one of the most powerful things that gratitude does is it helps erase worry and fear and anger. You can't really have gratitude and worry at the same time. You can't really have gratitude and fear at the same time. Uh, your mind can really only hold on to one thing, one thought at one time. So by replacing that fear or that worry with gratitude and focusing on what we do have, what's working, our health or uh, or anything, you know, fear is always in the unknown. It's what's coming in the future. It's what we think is coming in the future, not what's here right now. So gratitude takes us very present in the moment. So I think that's a key and it's having gratitude rituals and gratefulness rituals that can really help. Well, yeah, when you say it, it sounds so easy, but let's put it into a practical reality. Yeah. Uh, my family is very different in their political and religious beliefs than you are. Yeah. And yet we spend Thanksgivings together and we spend Christmas together and nobody storms off the table, at least not 
next to you, <laughs> maybe on the other end of the table. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know that there are people this year who are not spending time together on Thanksgiving, not only because of the shutdowns, but because they don't want, they don't want to be with their family because they have differences in beliefs. Yeah. So how were you able to sit at the dinner table with my family for the last 25 years um, with somebody telling you what they believe to be true and what you believe to be not true and so forth, and which might feel like an attack. How were you able to still foster really wonderful relationships with my family? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> and it is great. I love your family and it's worked out really well. And now I got a 25 year track record with them. And yeah, we haven't any blowouts or, or fisticuffs or anything. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, it's interesting. And I just read uh, an article that said that 11% of people who filed for a divorce this year was due to political indifferences. Wow. 11%. That's, that's actually a lot of people. So mm -hmm. you can see that, yeah, everything from uh, how COVID's being handled to political stuff to, to everything, there can be a lot of stress and judgment and all that. So yeah, I mean, we have a close friend who won't wouldn't speak to her father because he he voted for Trump and she felt that Trump was a racist and a and a sexist. So she's like, if my father would vote for this person, he must be a racist and a sexist too. I mean, this was her thinking and right. cut her dad out of her life. So yeah. That's yeah. Really but to answer your question, um, you know, with, with your family and all that, I think it comes down to two key words. And it's what I learned as a coach. I was a coach for 15 years, you know, before we started Real Wealth. And I just, I learned a lot. And I know that you went through the coach training as well. And it's the two words are be curious, <laughs> mm -hmm. be curious and not jump to conclusions, not feel, don't let anyone else's uh, what you're taking as judgment of like, they're judging me. They're, they think they're right and I'm wrong. You can go there and then you, you, you're, you're going to get defensive. You're going to get fearful. You're going to worry. You're going to fight back. But being curious is just like, oh, really? Tell me more about that. You know, what, what, why do you see it that way? And, you know, just be curious and don't come from a place of trying to change someone's mind. You know, a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. I love that one. And it's, so it's, it's really, I think coming down to being curious is the number one thing and just kind of, you know, bouncing it around like that and, you know, questioning it, questioning it, but not, not getting defensive. Yeah. So what is defensiveness? What, what, what is that? Def that's a good question. I would say defensiveness. I mean, the first thing that comes up to me is trying to defend yourself. You know, you're defending, right? You're defending that you're right. And you're defending that you're not wrong. So a lot of times, like when a kid feels that and they get defensive and they fight back and everything, a lot of times it's because they feel wrong. So, you know, coming at, if someone comes at you with a certain opinion or a way and they and you feel that they're making you wrong or you're feeling wrong through it, it just come again, come from that thing of being curious instead of trying to defend it and to say, whoa, where's, where's that coming from? And, you know, for me, and you can also replace things, you know, um, for me, there was when it came, when religious things came up and if people come at me and say, this is the, this is religion, this is, this is God, this is the way it looks like, and this is the way you should believe. I just replace the word God with love, you know, and that's not, I, I, I believe in God. I don't have a problem with that, but whatever their, their God is, whatever they're calling their God, if they're saying, this is the way it is, and this is right. And I just replace 
the name of their God with the word love, it totally works for me because that to me, God is love and it just always works. So that's, that's worked really well, especially around the holidays. <laughs> I love it. All right. So uh, we, we know during the holidays, of course, we've got Thanksgiving. Uh, that has been um, quite politicized. I, I know people who now don't want to do Thanksgiving, but let's talk about uh, how, again, what, what is the power of giving thanks of the concept of Thanksgiving? Yeah. I mean, you just nailed it. It's like, you said it politicized and, you know, people don't want to do Thanksgiving, but who doesn't want to stop to give thanks, right? So we have to come back and remember what, what the holiday is for. It's not to, you know, scarf down a ton of food or get drunk or to stress out over all the details and how the China looks and everything, right? That's not what it's about. And it's not about cards. It's not about flowers. It's about giving thanks. So if we can come back to that, uh, I think that that's the key. And I think, you know, for me and what I've seen with my clients in the past, and even at Real Wealth, I don't know if people know this, but we start every single one of our meetings with what? You, you say it, Kath. What do we do? With positive focus. Exactly. With positive focus. So every meeting at Real Wealth, everyone goes around. If there's five people on the meeting, if there's 15 people on the meeting, we start with, it with, a, with a very short, just what's one thing that you're positive about personally and what's one thing that you're positive about professionally and the reason we do that is because often the, the human mind is so focused on problem solving and if we come into a meeting of i'm going to solve problems often we get serious we look for the problem instead of looking for what's good what we're grateful for so by doing that at real wealth it's a it's a ritual and it puts us it gets all our brains in this we release dopamine when we're grateful it's proven that we release dopamine and we reduce cortisol the stress hormone that's proven scientifically so starting a meeting like that and saying you know what are you positive about and it also gives us insight into each other's lives especially personal what's coming up for someone what's someone excited about so it starts off any meeting uh at real wealth with a positive mindset and some extra dopamine we get that little extra dopamine hit uh, which feels good and it's actually addictive. It's a healthy addiction, that dopamine. Well, another thing we, that we do in our meetings that has been transformational is we are following the EOS system. And in that system, you kind of bring up uh, to-dos. And if, there, if someone didn't do their to-do or their to-do became a bigger deal, and, and sometimes that issue can can take the whole meeting and 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 derail the whole meeting and you don't get to the other 10 things that need to be done because you go down this track so in i in uh, the eos system you as soon as you know either if the thing was done or not done you don't give a story you just say it was done or not done and then we're going to ids it later we're going to identify discuss and solve it right and so because it would be so easy to go down that and you keep us on track to just really succinctly tell us what's the issue. I don't want to hear the story. I don't want to know why it didn't get done or all the things that got in the way. What is the issue and how do we solve it? <laughs> it's like exactly. that takes you down a different path. Yeah. And, it, you know, and it, again, yeah, the EOS is entrepreneurial operating system. So it's a system. It's a language. We're all using the same system. You know, it's like one person might have an, have an iPhone. One person has an iPhone. Uh, 
an Android, you know what I mean? They, they run on two operating systems. You can't combine them. So we've chosen, this is an operating system that we're going to use at Real Wealth and it's way more effective. And that's, I think people can do the same thing as investors, you know, husband and wife investors. You and I just did a re interview recently with a husband and wife investor and asked, how do they invest together? What works? What doesn't work? You know, what are the challenges? Having an operating system that you both follow. And so I think having kind of a gratitude ritual or a way of doing it. One of my clients told me one thing he did was I love it's he called it driveway time. So he would get home from work. And what he used to do is come home from work, walk in with the stresses of work and come in and not be as cool as he wanted with his wife and his, his kids. He wouldn't be the loving dad that he wanted to be. And so he came up with this thing called driveway time. Whenever he pulled in his driveway, he would stop his car, put it in park, and he would take a few minutes to just sit and think about how do I want to be? How do I want to be when I walk in that door? How do I want to be with my wife? How do I want to be with my kids? And I think we can do the same thing when it comes to the holidays. When you're going to be with your family, whether it's in person or on Zoom, grounding yourself beforehand, think about what are you most grateful for about those people? But you know, what is it that you love most? Think back on some good memories and then think, how do I want to be? How do I want to be before this meal starts? How do I want to be before I see them? How do I want to be before this, this Zoom call or FaceTime, whatever it might be? I think there's a real powerful one is having a gratitude ritual, just like, just like I meditate every morning and I, and I always finish that meditation with gratefulness. It's, uh, it has to be a practice and you have to say, if it's to be, it's up to me. Yeah, and one ritual that I use is from HeartMath, where they I, I'm more of a touchy-feely person. So they literally said, mm -hmm. touch your heart, put your hand on your heart, mm -hmm. breathe into it as if your heart, I mean, your, as if your hand was your heart, you right. breathe into your hand and imagine something you love dearly, anything. It could be your puppy. It could be, you know, your job, whatever, your husband, spouse. Um, and as you breathe into it, you imagine that love growing and, and more wonderful times with that thing you love. And it literally can just calm. It, it changes actually the wavelengths that come from your heart. It just completely can calm you down. And if you can't think of anything that you love in the moment, you know, again, just, just think of your favorite food, <laughs> anything, anything that will bring you to a, a feeling of love and then bringing, uh, breathing into it and expanding it. That's so great. you, um, are going to be doing a webinar coming up and in that you're going to be talking about some of the, uh, studies that have been done that shows that, that, that show that gratefulness can actually change your physical being and yeah. your mental state and, and your emotional state. So what are some of the, the things that you've learned through your studying? And by the way, some of our audience might not know that before Real Wealth, you were a personal and professional coach for 15 years, coaching yeah. uh, business owners and entrepreneurs and people all over the world. You wrote a book called Extreme Success. So this isn't just something you're making up right now. You've been studying uh, is personal improvement for 35 years now <laughs> and, and really studying the science behind it. So what is some of the science that you've learned behind the, behind gratefulness? Well, one of the things you just talked about that I love is that, that heart math exercise. Um, I, I'd forgotten about that. You know, I, I think it's a great one. And I'm sure that part of that is something to do with your breathing, you know, whether you know it or not. I don't, did they say anything about the breathing? Yeah. Yeah. To breathe deeply into and through your hand. And then it, it, um, thinking that your hand is a lung that just keeps growing and growing. So yeah, I'm sure it has a lot to do with awesome. deep breath. Yeah, so perfect. I mean, scientifically what you're doing when you let out a big exhale, you're stimulating 
your parasympathetic nervous system uh, through your vagus nerve. Your vagus nerve is below your diaphragm when you take a deep breath in and when you do a big exhale, that's why meditation, often you focus on your breathing, you focus on your breath. But when we do that, um, you know, I, I love adventure sports. Before I start a rock climb, I, if I'm feeling stressed out and too much butterflies, I'm jittery, I will just stop for a moment. I'll do three or four really deep breaths before I go up and, you know, I used to give keynote speeches. Even today, if I'm going to get up and speak, three or four deep, deep breaths stimulate that vagus nerve and it actually physically it changes your parasympathetic nervous system. So it relaxes you, it calms you down, helps you deal with fear and worry and anxiety, gets you in a grounded place. So that exercise with heart math, you're actually stimulating your body in a, in a positive way. So why wouldn't we just do that naturally? I mean, when we're in an ang anxious state, it's more like quick, shallow breathing, right? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, that's still, still the parasympathetic nervous system. It's responding, it's reacting. That's you're releasing cortisol. Cortisol, it, it just, it, it's that hormone that all of a sudden you know, when you're stressed out and your body starts to take over and you get adrenaline, you go into that fight, fight or flight. You don't even know you're doing it. Um, it was just like, when, when Krista, our daughter, got up to, to give a toast at the wedding last weekend. And <laughs> it's so just, cute. It started to take over her. And and what, what did you do? You came up and you just walked up behind her and you gave her a big hug and you put your hand on her and you grounded her. And all of a sudden, boom, she came right back. So it's just, it is our nervous system and it, it, it can really serve us. You know, it used to serve us really well when we were getting chased by an animal or something like that. And, and we had to have the fight or flight. It it opens our, we can see more, it opens our eyes up more. We can actually slow time down because our brain processes more frames per minute, if you will, in what we see. That's why when people get in an accident, they say it was like slow motion because if the, your brain all of a sudden starts to record more images per second than when we're just in a relaxed state. So it can serve us, but sometimes it doesn't always serve us if you don't getting up to give a toast at a wedding. No one's there and there's no animal that's gonna attack you hopefully and, or anything like that. And it's just, uh, so breathing into it and changing your physiology can make a huge difference. Oh, I mean, the first time I had to go live on national television, <laughs> Fox News I, or whatever, CNBC, whatever it was at the time. Yeah. Uh, I really, truly thought I was going to faint on the stage and throw up at the same time, which would not have been great for our brand. So <laughs> I remember you said that just breathe deeply, three deep breaths. And I felt so calm and grounded. Uh, and again, coming back to heart math, uh, there, there's the belief that you've literally cut yourself off from your brain, from your ability to think when you're that anxious and the deep breaths open up that channel and suddenly you have access to your full brain, you know, and, and uh, that's important when you're going on live TV. It's true. <laughs> and, you know, what the cool thing about that is the more we practice it, the more we practice gratitude. And this is why I do it every single day. It's a it's a ritual. You know, I just I don't want to miss it. Uh, there's so many benefits and definitely we'll go over that on the webinar, all, all those benefits um, and, and lots of studies to back those up. Um, but one of the the most powerful things that I think for me is that you are actually rewiring your brain. That's Hebb's law. When neurons that fire together, wire together. So the more you practice gratitude, the more you look for the good, uh, the more you those neurotransmitters make that connection together, the stronger that connection gets. Uh, I was just told, my, my friend just told me recently, Jason told me that uh, our, when you look at brain matter, the average person, two thirds of their brain is wired for negative 
problem-solving thinking, and only one-third is for the positive piece. But if there are people who practice uh, meditation or gratefulness, you can get it to like a 50-50. So my, my goal is to get to reverse it. You know, I want one-third negative and two-thirds, uh, you know, to get it really, that really healthy, grateful type mindset. I'd rather you stick with 50-50. There's a part of you that needs to be fearful um, <laughs> when you're jumping out of planes and okay. such things. So <laughs> let's keep it 50-50. All right. So uh, it, you, you wrote that in 2014, there was a study published in Emotion uh, that being thankful in relationship can really deepen the relationship if you're looking to create new friends or deepen the ones you have. Um, even as something as simple as a thank you note, which people don't really do that often anymore, um, a, a thank you note or just a, any act of, of kindness uh, and thankfulness can deepen that relationship versus uh, somebody in a relationship constantly trying to change you or change your mind or fix you or give you advice. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. Or even someone you just met, you know, just the difference of, you know, someone holds the door for you instead of just walking through the door even just looking at the person and saying, thank you, creates a deeper connection. So they, they did a study like this, that study you're referencing, they actually tracked it and, and watched people over time. And they actually would question them after to do an interview after, and they would say, what did you think of that person? And they, you know, so they had someone kind of as a plant doing that. And these people would say, thank you. And then some people wouldn't. And then they'd say, what do you think of that person? They'd be like, oh, I, I really like that person. They seem really good. So it's, it's as simple as that, you know, just expressing gratitude and saying thank you or acknowledging someone. And, you know, the acknowledging piece is big too. If you think about this through the holidays with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones, look for what you can acknowledge about the person, about who they are. Not just, oh, that's a pretty dress, but just, you know, noting, you know, looking and saying, wow, you are absolutely beautiful. I just, you, you look amazing today. It just anything like that, it, you know, takes it beyond or acknowledging for someone for what they did. If someone, instead of saying that was a great meal I just say, wow, you have amazing cooking skills. You know, every time you make a meal, you just always pull it off, whatever it is. And then it, people just own that more. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Okay. Another study in personality that showed that grateful people are healthier, uh, more likely to take care of their health, but I bet it also um, it calms that anxiety and that, and, and reduces cortisol, which ages you, right? That stress, that cortisol makes you old faster. And who wants that? Makes you older, faster. It, you know, they've, they've shown that cortisol actually increases belly fat. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah. They're really interesting. <laughs> so yeah. It, it, and, and one, another one of those studies, I'm sure I can't remember exactly which one it was, um, where they actually studied, they, they asked these participants in the study, um, to practice gratefulness. So they actually said, you know, for the next five minutes, I want you to list all the things you're grateful for. And then they actually tested their cortisol levels. And they had, I think it was a 34% decrease in cortisol levels. It was, it was right around there. It was a decent amount of reduction in cortisol levels. So, I mean, why not? <laughs> so I know we got to wrap up, but I'm going to really challenge you because all of this sounds nice, but in reality, it's very hard to practice. So what if somebody is just a jerk to you? You know, let's just take um, maybe a party at our house, like say the wedding and somebody was rude to somebody else and the other person was rude back. Like, how do you be grateful in that moment instead of retaliating? Compassion, compassion, the, the person that's being a jerk usually there's something behind the scenes, you know, something that's going on with them, something that made them 
uh, operate the way they are and we don't know their full story, right? So having compassion for that saying, oh, they must be going through something tough. They must be, or have gone through something tough. They must feel judged. They must feel uh, a lack of um, self-esteem, whatever it may be. And it's almost like, instead of looking at them, they're going, they're a jerk and getting angry at them and stressing out. It's just like, oh, what? this person needs some love, you know? So I don't know. It, 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 compassion is the, the one word answer I'd give for that one. Yeah. You know, when I taught acting classes many years ago, we talked about presencing. Uh, when you presence something that's happening, it just brings you right into the moment and kind of yeah. deflects things. So uh, one way to handle it might be just go, oh, wow, you sound really upset. That's yeah. just pres presencing what's happening. And I they might that. go, oh, wow, I didn't know I was, I didn't know I was. <laughs> you know? Even what's going on, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, all of a sudden, you know, you start a conversation and all of a sudden it starts going down the wrong path. And you're like, and, and there's like elephant in the room kind of thing. And it's like, you're both kind of tense and something's off and, or whatever you're seeing these two people. And you're just like, oh, wait a minute, what's going on here? I'm feeling, I'm feeling something like I'm feeling this, oh, my you know, I'm feeling stressed out or something, you know, what, what, what are we doing here? What's going on? Just like that can presence it. And then mm -hmm. they might say, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what is it? And so I know, I think I love that. Yeah. Presencing what's going on. I think that's great. Awesome. Okay. Well, there's so many more things, but you're going to go over it in your webinar, which you can, our listeners can sign up for, for free at realwealth.com. You're going to be basically talking about the power of gratitude, but what else really the power of focus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to do the focus investor. So we're going to be, uh, it's really going to be wrapping up the year, wrapping up this amazing year, 2020 <laughs> and looking at <laughs> the great stuff of 2020 and booking book ending it and wrapping it up. You know what I mean? It's like wrapping this year up so we can be ready for 2021 and really get clear on, you know, really looking back on this year and how did you grow? I know what worked, what didn't work? What did you learn? Um, what's, what do you need to let go of? You know what? It's like, if we keep hanging on to the stuff that's stressing us out, uh, it's going to bog us down going into the next year. So how I'm going to go over some exercises to actually take some of that stuff and wrap it up to be complete. So you can move into 2021, uh, lighter with more joy with more drive with more excitement with more happiness more fulfillment so that's a big part of it and you just continue your research on this topic topic and bring it to our network every year so our audience who just joined and we've had so many new members haven't maybe heard it yet so and then those who have heard it maybe for 12 years or 50 how long you've been doing them uh, I think this is my 15th year, 15th year, 15th year um, as a focus investor. And yeah. yeah, for me, it's like, it, you know, all the stuff that I read and listen to on audiobooks and podcasts and everything, and, or I'll come across on the web and I'll, I'll I have a, I have a, a folder that I keep all this stuff in and the stuff that jumps out to me of like, Whoa, that is awesome. That is so cool. I want to share this. So uh, it's all stuff that I've learned over the years. So I add it to the, to the content of the program or the structure of the program that I've delivered the last 15 years. But a lot of this stuff is just this new fresh stuff that I'm super excited about. And hopefully everyone who attends will be super excited about. 
So you can sign up, you have to join the network. It's free to do so. And then you'll be able to watch the webinar, mm -hmm. um, the focused investor. And it's been, it's been life-changing for so many people. Uh, we get lots of responses about how much, how much more focused uh, people are able to be after doing that. Um, so very exciting. Thank you so much, Rich, for being here again on The Real Well Show. We got to have you more often. People are always asking when you're coming back. <laughs> well, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And have a wonderful Thanksgiving and holidays, everyone. If you're watching this after the holidays, welcome to 2021. It's going to be a great year. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.